Hi tea darlings, how are you? Uh, this is good news. As of next week, I have new equipment, thanks to my Patreon supporters. Thank you so much, which means sound quality will be consistently so good. So good. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, if you want to see my blogs on Patreon, patreon.com slash Alice Fraser, you can read them even if you do not uh, support me on Patreon. Um, but if you do, thank you. It means good things. I get to buy tea for my guests, uh, which is important. I get to host this podcast without it coming out of my pocket. And now I got to buy these new microphones, which are going to arrive and make everything sound like amazing. So I'm very happy. I feel good. And uh, on that note, I feel good about my guest this week, who is Laura Davis, who I love having on. All of our conversations in life are interesting. All of our conversations on the podcast I always find interesting. This week we talk about uh, trivia. There's a few outbursts of rage on both of our parts. If you really love pub trivia, this might not be the podcast for you uh, because it is not the game for me or for Laura. On the other hand, uh, maybe you like having the things that you love attacked, in which case listen on, listen on. Uh, You can hear how happy I am. I'm happy. Thank you so much, uh, supporters, for the new microphones. And I hope that they will pay you back in good sound quality when they arrive. Uh, They definitely will. You're having tea with Alice. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. You're having tea with Alice. This week's guest is, uh, I think you're my most regular guest, uh, Laura Davis, excellent comedian and all-around good human being. Um, how are you? I'm good. I like that I can be your most regular guest, partly because of uh, proximity of our houses. <laughs> I think partly proximity of our houses, partly proximity of our brains. Mm. I think there are other people who live technically closer or as close who I've never even had on the podcast once. Yes, fair enough. Even I, comedians. <laughs> <laughs> I also popped in on a lot. Yes. <laughs> when I did Just by default. Yeah, when I lived in... Um, we lived in different uh, cities. Uh, we were just talking about uh, trivia. Yeah, you do. Uh, I'm on my way to um, to meet somebody who's currently playing trivia and I've declined to play because I host it and I hate it and I don't understand. Do, do you like playing trivia at no. a club? <laughs> no. No, I hate it. I don't like tra- playing trivia at home. I thought I did. When I was about 19, because my friends played trivia with me and we would go and play trivia together in some places sometimes. Uh, like Trivial Pursuit is what we yes. would play that game. And the then Pursuit of Trivia. That, like we played that often enough that they thought that that would be a good birthday pr- present to give Ugh. me. And then they gave me it as a present. And as I received it and I was like, oh, thank you, that's lovely. My thought was, I hate, I hate it. <laughs> I didn't say that, obviously I'm polite, but I don't like it. I d- it's dumb stuff and I don't know it. I know a lot of stuff, but I don't know the stuff that's in trivia and it's dumb stuff that you shouldn't know. Yeah, it should all have left your brain. Like, if you know that stuff, you're wrong to know those things. Like, <laughs> there should be better things in your brain than the stuff that's quizzed on in, in trivia. There's also, yeah, there's no, like, innate wisdom trivia around <laughs> whether you know if it's good or bad. It's all stuff that you sh- could Google and should Google. Um... I think there's also, it's people who are not cool, they're not, <laughs> they're not cool fun people, 
And you get a sense of that as a host when you go into like a bustling, busy pub where everybody is talking and drinking and laughing and your job is to get on the microphone and clear your throat. Like, <clears throat> all right, everybody, be quiet in the pub. Oh, there's going to be an exam. All right, get your pens. Does everyone have a pen? I want my pen back at the end of the night. <laughs> like, oh. it's so... Oh, God, that's infuriating. Yeah, the way you make that sound very unappealing. And <laughs> I, I think maybe I'm meant to do a better job of making it sound fun but you do just have to like shut a whole pub down and some people are talking oh we don't want to play trivia we just want to talk and you're like okay but the people around you are shushing you because they're trying to take a test in a pub for fun what do you think that but like the desire to win at that and then you never win anything good like it'd be different if you won good things people get real mean they get very mean uh and mean to me it's a lot of mansplaining that goes on um and I think partly being female but uh (laughs) just people get very competitive they don't feel smart because some of the questions are genuinely very difficult that's how the Mm. game is um so people feel insecure about not being smart and then have to reassert themselves by picking on things like my pronunciation or how fast I'm going or whether or not I'm repeating. So they feel like they're losing control of their the part of their ego that says I'm smart I'm here to be smart and play trivia and I'm smart oh I'm smart oh I don't know answer that question or or that question oh oh no that question yeah but you're pronouncing it all wrong yeah (laughs) you're the idiot oh man that's (laughs) so bad extrapolated exercise in projection of just insecurity uh, hundreds of people I once had an argument with a woman for five minutes, which is longer than the argument should ever have to go for, um, about whether or not a whale <laughs> is a, a mammal <laughs> or an animal. <laughs> and it, it wasn't. I wasn't being mean to her. No. But for five minutes, I was trying to explain to her, and she was so fixated that she couldn't clear her head because she had just. She knew that. A whale was a mammal. She mm. knew that because she'd been memorizing, I guess, the fact that whales aren't fish. And yes. So she knew it was a mammal. So when when I said the question, I think was, "What is the world's largest land animal?" Uh, or something like that. She was like, "No, no, it can't be." Oh, what is the world's largest animal? She's like, "It can't be a whale, a whale because a whale is a mammal." Yeah, and like, you hadn't on. said that. She thought, oh, that, that would have worked if you'd said, what is the world's largest fish? Yeah. She was having, a, a, she was having an argument in a different dimension. It she was, was in a parallel dimension. By the time I got in there to reach her, yeah. like by the time I worked out why she was arguing <laughs> with me, was that she just, she just knew that a whale was a mammal, which meant it couldn't be an animal, which is <laughs> her problem. <laughs> and, yeah, I get paid... Uh, in Perth, I got paid a little more. It was two hundred dollars to do that, and now in Melbourne, I usually get paid about one fifty, which feels for that fifty dollar pay cut just almost not enough. Not <laughs> to... enough to be arguing about whether a whale is an animal or not, <laughs> or sports questions, or you pronounce a country wrong, or anything, and anything. people get so angry. You need to have a sign that says all of the things on it of just like, I'm not getting paid enough to deal with this (laughs) shit. 
And people are so petty, like they'll take points off for spelling and then someone comes up and they're like, they took points off for spelling, can we go, who are these nerds, why have they come out? It is a sort of a weird controlled environment for people to, yeah. who have no other skill than to be smarty pantsers. Yeah. But those are not, you shouldn't be cultivating and rewarding those people. No. They're the people that like ruin people's day by correcting things on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure there are people out there uh, who do pub trivia very responsibly, okay, but we're talking about people who are abusing the situation. Yeah. And people always like, I can't hear the question, but it's because they're in a pub. Like, it's not the tertiary entrance exams. Like, it's... Yeah, you could just type things into Google and not look at the answers. Yeah. And then guess what the answers were and then look at the answers and have exactly the same thrill ride. (laughs) Exactly. As is built into pub trivia. And people are like, they've got their phones out. Look, they could be texting... I'm not gonna demand. I'm not. I have no search warrant on yeah. people's yeah. Like, IP addresses or anything like that. The right of freedom of community <laughs> information is at play here. Uh, what is it? It's freedom of expression. There is a yeah. human right to freedom of expression. Maybe they're tweeting about this. Maybe they're tweeting about the idiots at the next table who keep pointing at them. Oh, people have gotten genuinely like aggressive towards me come up to me with fear and be like we should have done this and go oh i'm so sorry here's your points oh look you still didn't win yeah but you want it i want it noted for the record on that piece of paper that you've got to put in the bin after this show that it's not even a show yeah there was a brief short-lived experiment in Sydney of trying to get comedians to do bits in between the bits of trivia. Oh, but it was kill it me didn't first. work. It didn't work because everyone's too busy arguing among themselves about the points. I can be to pay attention to somebody. I th- I don't think that I'm the best trivia host. I've seen people do it with genuine love in their hearts for what they're doing. Everybody, uh, uh, Janet Cloud does an amazing job of it. I think I do a good job of running it in my own style, but I genuinely run out of patience with people. Well, people are dumb, man. <laughs> like, it, I don't have love in my heart for it like some people do. I know that. Yeah, some people take great pleasure in it. I'm not saying they're wrong to do so. I'm just saying I'm right not to. <laughs> I mean, subjectively and objectively, trivia is... It's in the name. It's not important. <laughs> No, it's madness. Madness. It's certainly not important enough petty, to argue about. Petty, petty madness. Yeah, really, really petty madness. And again, a training ground for pedants that don't need to be encouraged. Oh, and I get mouthing. <clears throat> there was one gentleman at, at a trivia recently, and I don't write the questions. I, I work for a company. I get a package, and uh, uh, whoever wrote the questions had accidentally copied and pasted the same one twice in a row. But they added some extra information, so when I like briefly scanned it with my eyes, it looked like it was two questions on the same topic. So I started reading the second one, went, oh, sorry guys, uh, we're missing a question. The first one was just worth two points. There you go, lucky if you know it, move straight on. This guy gets aggressive because I should have made up a question on it. He was like, yeah, well you should have, you could have done this. And I turned to him and said, it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> was it your birthday? Yes. Oh, good. It was my birthday. I was like, it's, 
he's like, well, why don't you say this? Why don't you say guess guess what this is? I was like, well, how about the question, who, which trivia host birthday is it? Who doesn't give a shit about <laughs> your opinion? <laughs> so he went, oh, I'm like, just write my name down. Just write your name. <laughs> you won't One get point. any points. One point for shutting up. Yeah. Well, it is that sort of thing where you're in the ca- cast in the role of the teacher, but then they're yeah. also adults, so they can sort of take vengeance on you for all the teachers that they hate. Yeah, it's amazing. It's very and, upsetting. And because I market, they feel like I am the judge of how smart, like that I'm invested in how smart they are yeah. or not, and so they have to prove it to you one way or another. Yeah, whereas my job, I consider, is to you know facilitate it and get it done as cleanly and with to deliver and receive the question answer <laughs> yeah. prism and to, to have as few fights break out over you know 1982 rugby scores as possible please please can that never be my life no i don't want i don't want to do that i would be bad at it go outside everybody well, now. i'd be bad at it because i'm bad at showing enthusiasm i'm quite good at not showing anger or anguish <laughs> but the counter side of that coin is that I'm very bad at seeming enthusiastic yes like I'll often what I think of as relatively straight can come across as quite sarcastic yeah and therefore enthusiasm particularly manufactured enthusiasm yeah just doesn't work I, I I'm not good at it I don't I'm, there's some people who are fantastic at it and it's a great skill it's also a bit gross but like some people can do it really well, and they can, it's not insincere. They're just capable of turning the enthusiasm on, yes. and it makes everyone around them happy. And I wish I had that skill, or at least somewhere in my repertoire, the capacity to get, gain that skill. I just don't. I can't pretend to be enjoying myself if I'm not. <laughs> I can be positive, but yeah, that false enjoyment is an interesting concept. It just, I am. Um, just. I feel I deliver a trivia night. In the same way, like a chirpy nurse would administer, like a pelvic exam and talk you through it. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, like neither nobody wants this to happen. Just She's, breathe out. No. Yeah. But like, okay, breathe so in. if you can just pop up on the table, pop your legs in those things, okay. Uh, so, uh, how long have you been sexually active? <laughs> like that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Let's make this as least unpleasant yeah. as we can. Your, yeah. your sort of. Have you noticed anything abnormal? Okay. You're approaching it. You're approaching it as you'd like to be approached if you were being forced to do a trivia night. Yes. Somebody just trying to minimize the Somebody pain. Just get it out like a band-aid. <laughs> trying to minimize the pain for you. It's <laughs> not my favorite. It's not anybody's favorite. I think. Uh, yeah, I went on a radio show today about politics. I don't know about Australian politics very much, but mm. turns out I'm relatively good at bluffing. <laughs> I believed you when you said Believe that. Me. I don't know if you're good at bluffing or not. I'm very good at bluffing. I'm the king, the king of bluffing. Don't right, call I'm me. starting to doubt it. I think you're protesting too much. Um, yeah, so that was that was an odd feeling, slight imposter syndrome. Mm. Uh, of of, I, I, it happens to me relatively often where people assume that I know about politics because I am, mm. I have opinions. But I don't really know about party politics. I've been getting more into it in maybe the last six months, seven months since Abbott. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Since since Abbott, um, just because it's so fucked and it's so fascinatingly fucked. Yeah. And I found it yeah quite hard to 
Well, for me, what's more interesting is why the people who are in politics are in politics. Then I, I've, I think I've done stand-up on this before, that anybody... It shouldn't even be a democracy. We should have, like, a mandatory dictatorship for any... And you... They go around, like, okay, do you want to be prime minister? And if you say yes, you go on, like, a list. It says you never get to be prime minister. You never get to do it. Well, the person who's, like, really unhappy about it happening, they're the person in charge. Well, the moment, like, the... That's the thing. It's a selection mechanism for weird, compromising people. This is my argument for kings, and I'll make it again. That, like, with a king, it's a roll of the dice. It could be a yeah. good guy, could be a bad guy. He'll do his thing, whatever it is, and then he'll eventually die. Uh, you are really limiting the nature versus nurture down to, like, one family gene pool. True. And, you know. True. Environment, though. That is true, but then at least you have, like, a training schedule. They know that they have to be there 10 years to take the consequences of their actions. There's not, like, mm. a get-rich-quick scheme involved. You might get some noblesse oblige hammered into them by a good tutor at some point down the road. But more importantly, to get to that position of power, they don't have to be, like, hip-deep in compromises with people mm. And, like, nowadays you have to get into party politics if you want to be a party politician in university. So you don't know yeah. the world. You don't know the life outside of... Yeah, that's... Like, weird arguments and those kind of power plays and all of yeah, the... that. Yeah, that is something that is madness because I look at it sometimes like, oh, maybe I would like to do that. How? Oh, go back in time and get really involved with the guilt... Like, yeah, yeah, that, get yeah, get into yeah, be be a union yeah. like student union idiot. And you think about those people and then you the think those are the ones who are running the trivia nights. <laughs> yes. Exactly. No, exactly. Boo. <laughs> it's quite a negative conversation so far. Boo <laughs> trivia, boo politics. Yeah, let's get into something positive. <laughs> what, what what else would you like to talk about? Um, motivation. Ah, I've yes. been very unmotivated. And uh, what do you do, Alice? What do I ask, do? Ask Alice. Ask Alice. What I do leave you... the country. Is what I do. Oh man, uh, I've I never left away. the country. You should leave the country. No, why would you do that? Because you can run away from your problems, Laura. Almost okay. indefinitely. So long as the problem isn't you, you can almost always run away from it. Mm-hmm. That is that is appealing. It's uh, it's quite good. Surprising how many people drop off your contact list when you change your phone number. <laughs> um, so that's that's a handy thing. Uh, motivation. I just I feel I wake up every morning with the best of intentions. I wake up every morning. I go okay, and I try to eliminate all distractions, which is very distracting. Yes. Because I spend a lot of time eliminating distractions. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay, well, everything's clean now. Everything's done. Uh, I've laid out your clothes for tomorrow, Laura. If you could just get up yeah. uh, by, ah, oh, look, sweetheart, 9am and get your laptop. Yeah. And just, you know, you know have I'm, a go. Just have a go. I'm bad at motivating myself It's if it's for me. If there's someone else on the other end of the line... And oh, the see, thing I'm letting is people down in at the chunks, moment. in doable chunks, then I'm fine. Give me a deadline, 
and somebody who will follow me up on the deadline and I can no see I've got that and I'm still I'm usually better at it but I've got deadlines and people following up on the deadlines and I'm just like oh well what are you gonna do about it (laughs) deadline person oh no you can't this is the thing I used to do rowing oh yeah when I was in school and you'd do these ergs ergometers uh, which is pretend rowing in a nightmare um, where you're on like a stick and you're rolling up and down the stick trying to kill yourself, um, basically. And they're however long they are, so it's a two-kilometer or a five-minute erg or a 10-minute erg or a 25-minute erg or whatever it is that you're doing, and you're doing it for effort and time, and there's other people standing around you watching you and shouting at you while you're doing it because they're semi-competitive and you can do time trials and so on and so forth. Are you forth. in the water or just No, 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 this land. is just in, a, in the sports hall at school or wherever, in the boat shed. So it's, you're just sitting... You're just pretending to row. You're pretending to row. Oh, I've done that. On a stick, yeah. Uh, but you do it really hard. And the thing about the erg that they always used to say is never give up on it, never stop an erg midway, even though you feel like, I mean, part of rowing you know at least 25 percent of rowing is feeling like you're going to throw up and or die it's a great thing for a teenage masochist which is what i was at the time uh very upset and angry didn't have anyone to punch decided Mm. to do rowing um and if you give up once you suddenly realize that you can give up Mm. like as you say you can look at the deadline and go what's going to happen if i don't and then you've you've passed the deadline you realize nothing happens yes so with the erg, it's exactly that. Everyone's shouting at you and you have to get to 10 minutes and otherwise you're going to throw up and die, but you have to do it anyway because your pride's at stake. And then if you get off, you realise that nothing happens and you just do another erg tomorrow, then you it's so much easier to give up. Yes, I feel this metaphor would be helping me more if I didn't think that doing ergs was pointless. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, yeah, what I am, what I'm doing is pointless. <laughs> yeah, everything is. Yeah, I feel very... Everything is pointless one way or another. Very demotivated at the moment. And people keep saying, oh, because you've just finished, you know, Melbourne International Comedy Festival, whatever it is. But I don't think it's that. I think it's maybe the nine years that I've already done. And I keep forgetting that it's been that long and it's something that I've been focusing on for so long. And getting really good at and I really enjoy it and I still love it but trying to yeah go a little easy on myself if I don't wake up in the morning and go oh good more of this (laughs) draining difficult excruciating tedious typing for very ambiguous goals (laughs) and little reward yeah a lot of throwing stuff up in the air most of which won't stick. Yeah. A lot of like, oh, this is an opportunity that may lead nowhere. Most of them don't lead anywhere. Yeah. How, if I don't in- pursue it enthusiastically, it will definitely lead nowhere. Yes. But it might lead somewhere. But even if I do pursue it enthusiastically, it might also lead nowhere. Yes. It's a stressful thing. Comedy, it's interesting because some people say things like comedy is the easiest job in the world. Mm, no. And it is a very it's easy. It's a job. I don't get paid a lot. It is very, no, it's a very easy thing to do comedy. It's very difficult to do comedy consistently well over any extended period of time. Yes. Like anyone can get up on stage and make jokes, whether they're good or not, whatever. I've seen them. I've seen them. (laughs) I've seen anyone get up. Uh, But then it's one of those weird ones where 
the difference between like the there's no barrier to entry but it's so hard to get really good and so mm. hard to stay good for any period of time mm. that it you almost feel like they shouldn't let anyone in like yeah. it should be harder to get into because it's so hard to be good at mm-hmm. hard to just stick to like it's just it feels like madness yeah yeah, and maybe it is sometimes. Yes. For some people it is as well. Yeah, I feel like every now and then it'll happen for like a week or so. At the moment it's happening for an alarming amount of weeks, maybe two or three weeks where I start to see what I'm doing in the same way that my parents do. Oh, I'm no, ju- I'm never. just that, oh, oh, why? Oh, this is... Like, yeah, rowing on a stick. And there's... Why would you do that? I just want to throw up and die. I'm not even going anywhere. <laughs> there's At least with rowing, there's numbers rolling up on a screen that are yeah. measurable in some way. And you can go, oh, yesterday's numbers were better than the today's numbers or worse. Like, that's quite a nice thing about the stick. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But, yeah, I think open mic nights are the equivalent of the erg Mm. compared to, like, being on the water. Being on the water is beautiful, and even when it's painful, there's the water, and it's, like, dawn and gorgeous. But open mic nights are, you're like, why am I doing this? I feel rowing and swimming, they've always been the two exercises that do appeal to me (laughs) in that sense that when I was trying to get fit, I always chose swimming. Because you just swim out of, out to sea. Like, you just swim yeah. a distance and then have to swim back. Yeah. There's no way around it. The other thing I used to do is, yeah, walk into the bush. I would walk 10Ks into the bush. And then have to walk be back. exhausted. But you still have at least 10Ks to get home. Yeah. And so, if you don't get home, you die. Yeah. It's a good incentive. Yeah, and I feel that's almost what I've done now where I've made myself almost completely unemployable by spending nine years doing Yeah, oh, that's a gap in your resume. Yeah, and I am tired, but there's nothing. On the bright side, time passes subjectively continuingly quicker, so you may be halfway through your life already subjectively speaking yeah it's all like increasingly rapid from now years will be shorter yes because we get better at ignoring data that we realize is not important yeah remember so we filter out i've still got some saved yeah we filter out our lives i get very vivid flashbacks almost every day of just arbitrary things like just a childhood memory of looking at some socks in a coals We'll flash up and it's like, do you still need this? (laughs) Ah, no, man. Thank you, though. At that age as a child, you're not sure how important (laughs) socks are. So your brain's going, maybe these are important, but I bet you pass socks all the time and don't even register them in the world today. No, (laughs) Socks are basically invisible. Do you remember putting your socks on this morning? I do. I'm aware of all the socks that have been around in maybe the last two months. That's probably my sock memory. Whereas at the moment I have like a 20 four-year memory of looking at some socks. Yeah, 
and I don't need it. You definitely don't. You could replace that with some important trivia. Yeah, and I could learn to love it. <laughs> uh, uh, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me online. Uh, Facebook's actually, I think I'm using it as my m- major platform at the moment. I'm putting some writing up and things through it. So that's Laura Davis Comedy on Facebook. Look her up. I think that's how you find it. She's um, real smart and funny, this one. Yeah, on Twitter at Laura Davis Comic. Tweet her, and I'll definitely have her back on the podcast. So if you want to hear what she has to say about anything, let me know and I'll hassle her about it. Yeah, if you want any opinions, even on socks 24 years ago, I've probably got them. Right, you are having tea with Alice.